Alright guys, welcome back to Tomboy Official. So, I just recorded a lot. <laughs> um, and I decided to just re-record it because I was kind of stumbling through things and pausing too much. Um, so anyways, yeah. Um, today, you know, I wanted to talk about a topic that I don't talk about much. Um, so I want to talk about models, modeling. Um, I'm not a model. I don't model. Um, but I'd say in general, the topic first started becoming of interest to me more in um back when I used to work at the mall so way back this is like absolute ages ago I used to work at Hollister overnight and it was during the time when they said that um you know they called the people who worked the floor um, versus, you know, the night workers or the people who worked in the back. Um, so pretty much everyone who worked on the floor was considered a model. And I think there wasn't really like a terminology, um, for people who don't know Abercrombie and Fitch as well as Hollister. Um, I think they're like under the same company. Um, and they overall, um, I guess they got involved in a lawsuit way back because they were putting certain maybe not so attractive, super attractive people, you know, in the front. And then the more attractive people, they would like make them work in the back. So, uh, I mean, the less attractive people, they would have them working like not on the sales floor, right? Um, so then they changed the position titles so, the, so that the employees actually had, like, titles. So that, you know, if you were a model, that meant you were a model, meaning that, you know, um, you still had the dress and the certain attire. There's, like, a dress code. Um, I think you were allowed to wear Vans. I can't recall if you could wear flip-flops or not. I don't think you were allowed to wear chucks, um, but they wanted you to kind of dress the part, um, which none of us really, you know, overnight was different, basically. But that was probably about the time when I first started kind of noticing, kind of like, okay, what do people kind of, um, look for, look at, right, and something that you, that we all notice is, you know, famous people, people who are models, who are, um, they look a certain way, um, they are very, 
like they get a certain amount of privilege but I wouldn't say that all the attention they get is always good um I mean give me a minute So, yeah, not all the attention is going to be, like, perfect, um, because there are kind of creepers out there that give negative attention, and what I mean by that is, you know, there can be creepy people out there who are just, you know, pushing, pushing boundaries, pushing people's comfort that's not uncommon um I mean I've known people who maybe never had like a a title as like a a model or anything but you know they unfortunately get you know have a history of being maybe sexualized at a younger age or you know like having like older people commenting like I I remember I had this um really attractive family member um I I would say it's my sister pretty much I remember there was this guy once um who was like I don't know I was like in my early 20s uh maybe late later 20s I don't know maybe mid-20s I don't know old old enough and he was older than me and he was like making some comments about like oh who is that other person you're with and all this kind of stuff I'm like yes my sister she's 16 (laughs) you know I was like just had to put it out there because I already knew why I was asking and where his head was going and all that and I was just like let me just not even you know you don't need to be talking to her (laughs) you know she's 16 years old you're like 25 um you to let that go but just stuff like that you know and I've known like co-workers and stuff too who you know maybe they weren't like officially models but they were um you know people kind of feel like if somebody looks a certain way a lot of times there are people out there that feel like they have the right to kind of treat them maybe negatively or poorly or do with them what they want. Um, I do see that coming up often, not just with um, um, like with women who are models, but also with um, just, you know, like, I don't know what you would call it, like, people who are kind of, like, in adult entertainment, so, for example, I went to Vegas Pride, um, I did see some of the Helix models around, they were having, they had their Helix shirts on, um, stuff like that, um, and I've been the, I've been, um, 
me see. There were other, I guess, people that I've come across that had like, um, it's kind of like negative experiences too, um, because they were attractive people. And so there's that, there's the attention that people get, um, the comments, the compliments, the unwanted, just people approaching, um, with adult entertainers, I've kind of noticed too, like, you know, especially if you think of like, you know, gay clubs, go-go dancers, things like that, um, people can be a little inappropriate touch-wise, um, I mean, I think the appropriateness is when it comes to, um, when it comes to, like, um, when it, when there's, like, a, like, say, like, when people put, like, bills, like, dollar bills, like, in a person's, like, like, I guess their G-string or their swimsuit or whatever bikini whatever it is um that's kind of like the only appropriate level of what's okay I mean I've seen like drag queens and you know some um people like that who like might like kiss the fans or something like that but it's like it's never anything past that from what I've seen there's not like supposed to be a whole lot of other stuff going on um without consent so I wasn't really trying to go on this whole long tangent (laughs) but um I guess like I wanted to talk about some of my um, favorite models I've been coming across lately that I'm just happy for them um, so I'd say just one couple that I follow, uh, pretty closely is, um, Shane M. Homan, as well as Jordan Alexander. So they're a couple, I don't know how long they've been a couple, but they've been a couple for a while. Uh, people might know Jordan Alexander, singer, songwriter, actor from, um, Gossip Girl, Gossip Girl, sorry. Out here we have a lesbian bar called Gossip Grill, so, um, and people call it Gossip Girl sometimes too, so, <laughs> um, let me not get it confused, um, yeah, Gossip Girl, the show, um, so what I know about Jordan Alexander, she's got some pretty cool, um, acoustic songs, um, there's one that I really like by her that I heard um, on a YouTube um, recording. She just did like a live acoustic set. Um, <clears throat> uh, I don't know that. I think it's called What's It Like to Miss Me. Um, that's probably my favorite song by her. Um, so. 
Yeah, that's just kind of like one thing. And then... Also... So the relationship with Shane Homan or Shane M. Homan. So Shane is a non-binary model. Um, and I think they're a pretty cute couple. But I did I, I did start seeing them more and more on each other's um, Instagram. Uh, like in their photos and things. Um, so, I just noticed today, and it may have been this way for a while, but I just noticed today that um, Shane Homan on SutherlandModels.com has a, a profile up. Um, it, I don't know if it has any um, content as far as written content. I think it's all just like photo shoots. And then there's a there's a cool article that I may have talked about before, um, called it was, it's in Dolphine magazine, um. So I think Shane Hotman and Jordan Alexander both do their, um, a lot of their work out of Toronto and Canada, but I'm gonna post their Instagrams, as well as, those um, two modeling type sites and they do both have like a lot of like feminine you know like pointy shoe you know heels and like you know business attire that's really like femme uh kind of like they're smaller thinner um they're not really like plus size people um for people who don't know jordan alexander has like come mostly like a buzz cut for the most part and Shane Hallman has like longer curlier hair I think Shane is from um from Turkey I believe um and also is a singer songwriter has a does some dancing and singing and things too um but is a androgynous slash non-binary model um, I say slash because I think in the Dolphin magazine article, they talk more about androgynous style. And um, Shane Hallman never like corrected this, was never like, oh, like, I'm non-binary, I'm not androgynous. Like, there was no, like, um, correction, the first time I heard anything about Shane Hammond being non-binary was just when I saw this, um, Sutherland Models website, um, and then I saw that, um, on there, they're listed as non-binary, so, which is cool, I'm not, like, um, concerned or anything I'm not like oh like why are they calling themselves this like I don't think that's like an issue um I'm just noticing it that's all um Instagram is also good for you know if you just search words like androgynous or tomboy or trans or non-binary um, you know, there's trans underscore athlete, 
Um, that's a good, a good one. There's so AD um, changed their profile to A D D I G G S twenty one. So AD has some good um, from from like this tomboy model. Um, show that's where I learned about AD, AD from um, does a lot of modeling of sneakers as well as some um, updated model shoots um, and has some series on with uh, um, face the facts face the facts show I talk about that one a lot because it's one of my faves, but they also don't really post too much, guys. They haven't really been back up. Um, AD as well has a an OnlyFans that, you know, depending what you're into, you might like it. Um, if you're of age, that is. Um, but I'll post... Let me see. I'm going to put AD's information in here, too. Um, let's see. So, just spell AD. Okay. And so, that's definitely a person that I would recommend checking out. There's also so I talk about a lot of these people often because I'm kind of like following them as they're kind of coming along too. Um, I'm just going to go through the top of what's on my feed pretty much through uh, uh, through Instagram. So there's, so these are people that are either like LGBT, queer, lesbian, androgynous, presenting, masculine of center, uh, or non-binary identify, uh, identifying, um, a combination of any kind of combination of those things, um, so, I've talked a lot about Jay Killam. Um, who is someone that I follow a lot. <laughs> um, and so, uh, Jess of Jay Killam does a lot of um, queer um, women of color kind of masculine lesbian events or hosted events for uh, queer people of color, primarily women. Um, these events called Taste. These other kind of events where there's like stud type of, uh, I guess, dancers, go-go dancers that are kind of more like masculine presenting um and 
you can see their stuff on Instagram and YouTube. Um, she's really into working out. She's really, um, she posts stuff like her birthdays on YouTube. She has a bunch of, uh, videos where she's kind of showing outfits that she wears. Or you can just browse through her, through her stuff and kind of see the kind of things she wears. She also does have an OnlyFans, um... It's for adults, I'll put it that way, <laughs> um, but I'll put her Instagram on the list as well, um, so I'll put Jess J. Killam, so J. Killam, they spell J-K-I-I-L-L-E-M, so... Let's see. So, I'm not sure what people think um, when it comes to modeling. Because I know a lot of times, a lot of us, you know, who are maybe not so close to the binary, you know, modeling can be kind of a sore topic, right? Because... there's a lot of comparing and there are you know such things as like social norms expectations for how to dress how to look how to be um and these don't quite exist all the time right um the kind of looks don't really, um, like, we don't really see ourselves oftentimes out there, around, out in public, but then we start seeing these people out, um, around, like, when, for example, when the L word, um, Gen Q started, I remember Amber's Closet, I think there were some other people, they were like queer, like LA YouTubers. Um, now I don't think Amber considers herself a a model. I don't know, but she does modeling. I mean, she plays basketball. Um, she's out there in the LGBT kind of um, entertainment industry. Um, let me see. Yeah, so there's trans underscore athlete. There's Jess Weiner. J-E-S-S-W-U-E-I-N-E-R. So Jess Weiner is a um is a trans person from up in LA. Was in some YouTube videos way back about LA lesbians. Um, T underscore neon um, is a um, I mean they go to the gym I believe neon is a non-binary person 
from what I think I recall from Face the Facts, um, they were on Face the Facts as well. Friends with AD, friends with um, Kyle and London. So they're all Face the Facts, those four are. Um, There's K.P. Martinez, K-A-Y-P-M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z. This is all on Instagram, K.P. Martinez. Um, There's some political stuff on this person's page. They go by they, them. Um, And they have some pretty cool content. Um, some workout content, some non-binary content. I think the way I came across this person is they had, like, maybe like a year, maybe almost two years ago, had some kind of a, an episode online where they talked about, um, I think it was like a sex conversation, sex, non-binary and sexuality and sex and things like that. Um, Kind of like a talk about it. Um, Let me see. There's Queer Girl X. Sorry, there's Queer Girl. Q-U-E-E-R-G-X-R-L. So Queer Girl. Uh... Yeah, it looks like they're taking pictures in the bathroom at Rich's. <laughs> yeah, so it's for Queer Girl Sundays. Um, so, they're, yeah, so they do Sundays now. And they have, it looks like they have some queer DJs, uh, bartenders. I mean, of course they do, but, like, more feminine ones. Maybe not femme, presenting femme, but femme, like, they're female. Um, who else? So, uh, um... Angry Arrows or Arrows, um, another good one, um, I learned about that person through, uh, Jade, um, Jade Fox, as well as, um, I think Amber's Closet, they, they kind of, the three of them used to kind of have some little fun things together. There's an episode, I mean, a um, a website called Stud Advice. So they don't have, eh, they have quite a lot of videos. They're pretty lengthy. Um... And that kind of brings me to something I kind of want to talk about, but 
not, I mean, it's not like a big issue, but it's something that I notice being from Southern California. So, I mean, this has come up before. Um, that Southern California, um, kind of has a, um, like a complicated, um, kind of a complicated, I guess, gender-related um, atmosphere, because one thing I noticed is that because there isn't so much, so much diversity all the time, um, I mean, the LGBT plus um, kind of caters to the majority of white, Caucasian, um, male gays who are cis. So there's still kind of that majority. Um, this year was the only year I recall them doing like a black pride, um, in San Diego. Um, but also there was a, um, like I'm mostly thinking about the the differences between who kind of purchases what, um, what events are around for who, um, this can be very tricky for a lot of us, um, because a lot of times, a lot of us are kind of struggling um not always but sometimes we are struggling and so you know it can be kind of hard to get like the right um kind of representation that you're looking for and so the reason why I'm mentioning that is because different cities, different places kind of have a different norm within like, so it's kind of like a different cultural norm or a different subcultural norm um, gender wise, if that makes sense. So I'm trying to explain myself and I'm sorry, I know I'm talking really slow. It's just, it's hard for me to kind of like explain what I'm trying to say I don't like talk about this stuff on a daily regular basis so it's like I think about it but then in my head I'm like okay now I'm, I'm like talking about it and it's like okay I have to like 
try and choose the words I'm trying to say so that it makes sense. Um, so that's a lot of times why I'm talking so slow is because I'm like trying to make sure that I'm speaking accurately. So the, oh man, the first thing I would say that's really, um, The first thing I would say that's really kind of different is, you know, because you, you, you heard me say the word stud, uh, stud advice, um, stud, the term stud, it's a very, I don't want to say loaded because that kind of implies a lot of other things, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, hmm. it's from African-American masculine presenting females culture. Sometimes other minorities too. But usually you see the stud femme dynamic um, I notice that a lot more in Vegas than I do here in San Diego. Um, another thing I noticed in Vegas were families, um, as well as age range representation and a lot of um, diverse ethnic representation out and about on the street, um, people at, at, you know festival people at in the neighborhoods people just around what I didn't notice that is different in San Diego is the openly very out open like just out and flaming um, in a good way. I'm not saying flaming as like a derogatory phrase, but in a good way, flaming. I like flaming. Flaming is a good thing to me. <laughs> like, let that flame burn bright, guys. Um, but that's not something that I see, um... Like all too often, it's not. Um, it's it wasn't something that I saw too much in Vegas. I saw families, which is different than here. I think it's more affordable to raise a family out there. Um, if you are a an LGBT person, you know, and if you and your partner cannot one of you impregnate the other, um, I mean the other methods of having children are excessively over I don't want to say overpriced but it's not a fair amount of money that people have to pay um 
to get, you know, sperm donors, to get background information, to get all these testings and, you know, all the procedures and things. It's just, it's a lot of money. Um, so it's unfair um, that, you know, and as well as the rights, depending where you live, your rights might not be equal either. Um, even if you are married or even if you do have children, there might still be some odd laws. Um, but I do think it is more affordable in Vegas than in Southern California to raise a family. So maybe that's why I saw more families there. I'm just guessing at things. Um, maybe it's easier to, you know, have a family or create or make a family because you have more money (laughs) you know maybe not you might not have more money um the cost of living is less but then with that comes the prices of everything else and so southern california yeah compared to vegas like their gas was like 380 something our gas is like 440 something i mean things like that where it's like wow um so There's that kind of issue. There's... Kind of some other issues. Like... Um... Maybe, like, people not being too, um, well, I don't know. I mean, I would say I really liked what I saw in Vegas. I really liked seeing families. I really liked seeing, um, the diversity of age ranges and ethnicities. Um, those are probably the three things I don't really see in San Diego, you do have families. There aren't as many. I feel like I saw like a significant amount of families um, compared to what I'm used to. People with strollers and things like that. That's not something I'm used to, um, which is fine. I mean, I, I loved it, but I'm just saying I'm just not used to it. Um, there's also... Yeah, the I saw a lot of black people, a lot of Latinos, a lot of white people, not so many Asians, but still, um, yeah, there was a good mix. It wasn't like, um, I would still say that the majority were still Caucasian, but yeah, they were still a lot more black and African-American people than what I'm used to seeing at all. Um, yeah. And then we can talk about, like, so when you see the word stud, yeah, that does come a lot of times from, like, black culture. But... As with many terms, you know, it gets used in different settings and then other people latch on and then 
Now it's just a, a common term that you see pretty much where you see androgyny and non-binary and masculine presenting females. Um, you might come across the term stud, um, but that's usually like a masculine presenting female um, that usually is a minority, um, at least historically has been minorities. But like I was saying, at the moment, that's not always the case. Um, but the reason why I bring up all that, um, is because when it comes to standards of, I guess, attraction, interest, um, when we go back to talking about modeling and attractiveness and things like that, a lot of times we've seen, or we kind of think that what we see is that, you know, the heteronormative cisgender look is attractive only. And I thought about that and I was like, you know, that's not really true. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I can speak for myself. I've pretty much always found the same type of look attractive. The androgyny type of person to be attractive more so than any other like cis look that's just me maybe um i tend to like the blending of genders um i mean i do have preferences within that too but i'm just saying like that's something i definitely notice hasn't really changed for me since i was like a kid i've had like the same type of a, of attraction. Um So there's that. Um There's also um Like, not only what people um, might want you to think or what it might seem like, but there's this... um, This kind of, uh, I guess, phenomena that you see in, in um, like art, music, dance, theater, you know, drama, acting in general. Um, you see this, um, you see this kind of, like this praising of androgyny more so than in other places other than maybe um female sports there's a bit of that um but yeah i mean if you take certain people like rupaul and george michael and um dennis rodman and 
Yeah, they're quite a, they're quite a, a, you know, like David Bowie. Like there are a lot of people that I could totally name that, you know, Prince, even like Michael Jackson, like people who have had like this androgynous kind of, um, kind of flavor to them. I don't know if that's what you want to call it. They may be queer, they may be androgynous, but they might be straight. Who knows? Um, everyone, you know, that I mentioned, they're all kind of different in their own way. But you don't really hear a lot of people saying like, oh, like, they're unattractive because, you know, their gender isn't really like something you can peg, you know, like, they're unattractive. Like, you don't really see that, right? Like, I don't, I don't see that. People usually are like, oh, yeah, I like, I like that actor. I like that star. I like that singer. I like that person. Um, they really don't tend to be too judgmental. So that's something to keep in mind. You know, I'm just mentioning it because there is an area um, that you see in entertainment where it's not considered a huge issue, problem, concern at all, right? Um, so, you know, when you're looking for representation, those are kind of places that you might want to check, um, just because it's not so obvious, it's a little subtle, but also you see those people, you know, people do question their sexuality, question their gender, but it's a little bit different because they're stars and, it is a little bit different for them because we're not like all movie stars and celebrities, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's mostly the food for thought for today. I just kind of wanted to put all that out there because I just find it fascinating. (laughs) Um, I gotta go get some stuff and get ready for this Dodger game, but, um, Yeah. All right, well. Thanks for listening.